Hello, this is Lisa Hazard and Misty Lore with the podcast. You're all psychic. And we have a real fun podcast, I hope. <laughs> and you know who's back? Jennifer Love. And you know what she's talking about? Love, Jennifer. Love. You think we're all psychic still? Of, of course I do. <laughs> yes. Of course, we're talking about my favorite thing, too. So I'm so excited. Love. Yes. We are, too. I follow Jennifer Love on Instagram and she's a love specialist and I've been really curious of what I asked her back and she's going to tell us what her idea of love is. What is it for everybody? What soulmate swim flames? If you've listened to the podcast, we had a very not so good podcast about this subject and now Jennifer's going to set us straight. So it's Jennifer, what is romantic love for you, for you personally? So, I mean, my understanding of love and romantic love, and and just to back up a little bit, I am particularly interested in this subject myself because it's an area that I've struggled with personally a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. You know, I'm a single woman in my 40s. I had an 11-year marriage and I got divorced and then, you know, got thrown back into the dating arena, you know, after 40, which is not fun. That's not right? fun. No, I right? can't imagine. It's not no. fun. And I'm sure yeah. a lot of, a lot of people that listen to your podcast can relate to that, whether you're in your 20s and 30s or 40s or 50s, you know, because ending a relationship is always hard, no matter what stage of life you're in. But um, this is just an area that I've really struggled with personally. So I've, you know, really worked on myself. I've had numerous dating coaches. I've read 30, 40 books about the subject of dating, the psychology of love. Um, And then of course, I've had my own like metaphysical studies, right? With angels and um, all this stuff. So I'm very interested in this topic and (laughs) to say that I, I like to think I know a lot about it, but, um, from what I've, you know, experienced and learned is that it really is cliche, but you really do have to love yourself first before you can love anybody else. And and the, the reason for that is because you have to love someone without attachment. Yeah. Yep. And attachment is about fear and dependency. And then, you know, there's four different attachment styles, you know, in psychology, there's, you know, a secure attachment style, an anxious attachment style, an avoidant attachment style, and a disorganized attachment. So, you know, the healthy one, right, is secure. If if you're securely attached to your mother, growing up and this is kind of demonstrated by some scientific study where you know um you could see it in young kids when you know a kid is playing with their toys and if the mother gets up and leaves the room is the kid going to freak out and run and chase their mother or are they going to continue playing with their toys knowing that their mother's going to come back okay that makes sense and so that's how you can kind of see that dynamic play out and um so an insecurely attached child is gonna scream and run a freak out run after their mom 
Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and there's a certain stage, and I can't remember how old the kid is, where they realize their mother's going to come back. And so they don't freak out. But then there's all kids at all stages are going to freak out um, at a certain month of age. They're, they're not going to be okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. all, every kid is not going to be okay with that. <laughs> yeah. But then at a certain stage of development, the kid should be okay with their mother leaving the room. They get secure, right? Right. They have that idea of permanence that, you know, oh, my mom's going to leave and come back. I think it's seven months. I Don't quote me, but. Um, okay. So loving someone without attachment is, you know, you want this non-clinginess form of romantic love where you can be in a partnership with someone, but you're not attached to them. You have, you know, a healthy relationship where both people are whole and complete on their own and they fill each other up. The thing I can't stand is that Jerry Maguire type of you complete me <laughs> thing. Yeah. Because we do not complete each other. The purest form of love is uh, it's not about someone else filling you up because you're already full on your own and you're actually giving love to someone else to enhance both your lives. So that's kind of my idea of love is about giving because you're already full. Oh yeah, that's so yeah. much. Yeah, that's really yeah. Beautiful. That makes so much sense that you have to love yourself first. I've always said that, and I always get the eye roll. But it, I it is, that's because they don't love uh, themselves. Well, <laughs> and, and not only that, but like you know, if you don't love yourself, you can't depend on somebody to do anything for you. You have yeah. to be dependent on yourself first. Yeah, it's kind of what I think of it as. But you put it in a much better way. Well, yeah, and you can get, you know, extreme about it, too. And you see yeah. this with people that have trauma that are extremely independent and they're avoidant. And so right. and, and it, it's a lot with um, single moms, because when you have had to do everything all by yourself for a very long time, you're just extremely independent. And so you don't need anyone to love you. You're doing everything by yourself. And yeah. so you you're extremely independent and avoidant. Hey, I and know somebody like that right I now. I, you, I know somebody. Yeah. So that's kind of a, it is. Yeah. And so you don't let anybody in your heart is closed at that point. And, and that so, makes so much sense. Cause she goes through them like flies <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, you're never going to find the right one, you know? Yeah. So, and then, and these people make excuses like, Oh, that guy it, it's, it's kind of like, oh, that guy was too short, too tall, too fat, too skinny, too this, too that. Right. You know? It's usually five or six months into the relationship. It's like, you're out. <laughs> yeah. They did they did something wrong or whatever. Yeah. But it's re really this person's heart is closed for whatever traumatic reason. And I'm not bagging on people. Like, I'm no. just, it's just that from all these love readings that I do all day long. I've just seen all these examples of different people and I just can tell, you know, what people have trouble experience emotions and people have trouble letting go. So, um, yeah, it's just kind something of I've, like. I've really noticed is it for me, romantic love. I really got to have that something, 
You know what I mean? Like that something spark. It's not sexual. It's not mental. It's not emotional, but it's all three. And it's just something, you know, it's like the magic. I don't know what that is. Like, I just, uh, that's gotta be there. That that's where the spiritual stuff comes in, I guess. Cause I don't know what that is. That feeling of like that person I don't know why. Like love at first sight, you know? Yeah. What? Yeah. What is that? It's happened. Lust. You know? It's lust. Well, <laughs> yeah. There, there's a there's a there's a definite combination of things that attracts us to someone else. And um I think Matthew Hussey does a really good job of what is attraction and what makes a good relationship. So I follow Matthew Hussey on Instagram and I think he's a great dating and relationship coach but he has like a four pronged model to like dating and relationships but um there's you know attraction which is that lust factor factor there's chemistry which is like you know when you kiss someone and it feels good right there's um connection which is that you know you're actually talking to somebody and you have that kind of mutual I don't know. That's what I go for. That something, that's right? The that's uh, yeah. Like there's <laughs> so, there's something between you. Um, and then the fourth is compatibility. Like, are you both morning or night people? Um, can you um really see yourself like having a relationship with this person like you know does one person want children and the other one doesn't you know really like daily life factors you know someone snores and then the other person can't stand it right you know the really compatibility comes down to can you like live with this person you know can you can you can you deal with their stuff yeah and like sometimes sometimes people's stuff is very minutiae you know like one person's a slob and the other person is a neat freak. And then some people are like, yeah, I can deal. I can hang, you know, you leave your socks on the floor. I'm not, a, I don't have a big <laughs> problem with it. And then other people are like, this is gonna drive me insane over a lifetime and I can't deal, you know? And, and some of these things are very important to some people and some of these aren't. So, but I think like that, that thing that you're talking about, Lisa, it could either be that chemistry thing that we're talking about, or it could be, intellectual stimulation which is really important to me it is Um, that's so true but there's just something there's just something sorry we had an interruption i'm sorry what were you saying jennifer no no i was saying about um like i really like to be intellectually stimulated by someone because i love conversation and i love to talk so when you're talking with someone and having that deep conversation because like I'm a Scorpio with a Scorpio rising. I can't be with someone who can't have a deep conversation. (laughs) So, so if this, if whoever I'm with can't go deep into that conversation with me and talk about more than the weather, we're not going to last very long. Right. Yeah. Well, isn't it funny too, how some people, you know, when you're talking about how, you know, well, can they put up with this or can they put up with that? Are they compatible? You know, I see a lot of couples and people that, think that they can put up with it and then the longer that they're in the relationship they're like I can't handle this yeah you know yeah. like like the neat freak and and the slob yeah I can clean it back to you because we're in love and I don't care right now but you know mm-hmm. later down the road you're like you know get the hell out of my house you know and, <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of 
they think that they can fix the other person, I think. Yeah, or, absolutely. Or them or something. Yeah. People aren't projects. We fixed the interruption problem. Okay. <laughs> and I'm sorry about that, guys. What were, what were you saying, Jennifer? I have no idea. I forgot, too. <laughs> oh, crap. Um, no, we were talking about, like, trying to fix the other person oh, or turn right, the other right, person. Right. Yeah, yeah. People aren't projects. You have to right. really accept accept someone a hundred percent the minute you you know start dating them, which you know that's a really great lesson because when I first met my ex husband, um, I was going into the marriage thinking, oh yeah, I could I could fix that, I could work with that, I could change this, you know, and I had a whole like laundry list of things that I was going into the marriage thinking that he was going to change about his personality. And, you know, people should not be wanting to change someone else's personality or like no. tra traits about themselves, right? Yeah. No, you I mean, can't. we were young, you know, we were young adults in our 20s, but um, you're, you're pretty fully formed, I want to say, after 25. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think someone would change aspects of their personality after that time and i don't know why i you know just young and stupid that's thinking interesting. that that that's was gonna happen that you yeah. bring that up because i have a different opinion i think people do change and i think they can change but they will they only change if they want to but they only change if they want to they exactly change. if people grow in different directions over a long period of time in that relationship because they change that's going to be a big problem later so the person you yeah. marry at 25 might not be the same person at 45 you know yeah. exactly because genetic yeah. things happen life things happen some people right. don't want to work on themselves and they don't love right. themselves anymore because life beats them up and right. are you going to sit by that person if they fall down and keep falling down and they just don't get up anymore and you're going 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 i mean what what you know it's a lot of commitment questions there um when people do change for the worse um, yeah. or just differently yeah. grow apart so like yeah some i agree love, even some love feels really eternal but romantic love doesn't when you're in it it does for me but when i'm not it doesn't feel like it lasts so i've i've there's other studies about romantic love that romantic love only lasts 18 months Wow. At, at the most at the most so that's what, awful so really no but really what you're talking about is a partnership that you're expecting to be in a long-term relationship love is a choice so every day you're waking up and you're choosing your partner so every day you're making a commitment to this person to love them so love is a verb it's not a noun it's not like i'm in this relationship now i'm just gonna be, you know, no, it's a choice. It's a choice you have to make every day. It's a commitment you're making to a person to be in a relationship that you're going to continually work on and grow together. So I really feel like any long-term relationship is a choice. And so is love. I agree. I, but sometimes there's people I have fallen in love with that I just couldn't stop. Now, this was when I was younger, but it would be usually mental. Like you said, the mental stimulation, I'd be thinking about them. I didn't have to see them. I didn't have to talk to them. I just had to think about them. I had to. 
So I, when I was older, I realized that's just kind of like a part of my brain needs to be working on that, you know, it has mm, to have yeah. like somewhere to focus and have like an imaginary boyfriend or something. Yeah. It's some like, I just have to have that role filled. So I mean, I can do that. And then my life carries on, you know, but then when an actual person comes along, it's like, I don't know. I'm in this new space. Like you were just talking about, you know, being in my forties and uh, I'm not really ready for that. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. Going and out I, time. And I, right. And I tell a lot of my female clients that men and women are different. Women are built for connection. We're built for relationships. It's a part of area of our brain, our brain that's very <laughs> developed for connection and relationships. Men are not built in the same way. Their brains are developed differently. They have different hormones that are activated in their in puberty and development that they are not built the same. So relationships are not as important to them. If a man's career and money is not sorted and settled, they are not going to be in a relationship at all. It's just not a priority. It's not number one on the yeah. list. So when I am doing a reading and I see or feel that the man is having a career drama or career change or family drama or something, relationship is not a priority for him. And it's just, he, he's not going to think about it and he does right. not care. So the, the, the woman in that scenario is either going to have to be understanding about that wait around or find another man <laughs> because you are not going to be priority for that him in that moment at all so we just have a different view or a different outlook on connection and relationships women it's a bigger priority for us you know friendships are a big priority for women very much Connect, connection yes. is big for us you know and that's just because it's a part of our brain that in puberty um, is very developed because when, you know, we were sitting around the campfire as cave women, right? Mm -hmm. Our job was to protect our children, right? The men went off to hunt and we were protecting our children in a community setting, you know? So it was kind of like, I have your back, Lisa, if you have my back, you know, if the mm -hmm if the lion comes to attack us, right? Oh, gonna, I got you. That lion you're going to, you're going to tell me <laughs> if it's coming up behind me, right? So it doesn't attack me and my kids, you know? So that's kind of why it was important for us to be friends because we had each other's back. Um, so that's why it's important. And that's why it was developed in that part of our brain. And so it's just, it's a remnant. I want to say of our caveman days. Um, it takes a village. <laughs> it takes a village. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's just not as developed for men. It's not to say they don't have friendships and they don't have connection. They don't have relationships because they do. We, we all do. But it's just more important for women. Um, our friendships are important. Connection is important. Relationships are important to us. Well, if you think about it too, the man going out to get the meat is kind of like in these days, the man going out to make the money. Yes. You know what I mean? It's kind of the same thing. It's you know, still a and, huge priority for them. It's a huge yeah, priority for them. Yeah. Yeah. Because they it, need to take care of the family. And if they can't do that, they feel yeah. worthless. They do. They still do. Even though women are 
making 50 50 these days and usually when you're in a relationship you're still paying half the rent and you know maintaining your own lifestyle and whatever and it really doesn't matter if the man makes as much money as you do in most cases women make more money now but uh it's still very important um to them kind of innate that they're providing yeah yes yes yeah yeah. What What do you I think agree. about things like twin flames and soulmates? Where does that fit in? Yeah. So I feel like what my kind of definition is that a soulmate is someone from your soul group that you're meant to be partnered with to learn and grow from. So a soulmate relationship can have its ups and downs, but it's generally harmonious because these people are, you know, when we were wherever we came from, everybody has different ideas where your soul comes from, but you know, they're in our same group. So we're meant to kind of be with these people. And, but a twin flame is the other half of your soul. So the idea is, is that your soul was split into two before you incarnated onto the earth. So twin flame relationships can feel very connected and highly charged upon first meeting this person. Um, but then it can feel very triggering and combustible. So, but your twin inspires you to be your best self and knows you like no one else because really they are you. It's the exact same vibration, the exact same signature. So that is kind of my take on the difference between soulmates and okay. yeah I, that's that's what i would think too i just never really hear a twin flame that sounds right to me and that sounds about right to me yeah. that mm-hmm. makes more sense you know not everybody we- believes in it and that's okay yeah. um mm-hmm. but that's kind of what i it sounds crazy it sounds you know i do palmistry. it does i do palmistry and okay. there are these lines the relationship lines so the listeners mm-hmm. can't see me but i'm showing them on zoom um, it's below your pinky on the outside of your hand and you'll have on the right hand usually is where you want to look and it'll show like one line, usually two lines, three, sometimes a bunch. But one time I saw a woman, her line went from the edge of her hand because usually listeners, it just goes maybe a little bit below the pinky. This one went all the way around the pinky, all the way up to the middle finger. Wow. He was there for a relationship reading. <laughs> yeah. And and it wasn't it was nothing was wrong. She was just there getting a reading. And I saw that and I was like, man, I've never seen that before. And that's what I think of when I think of like something is up. <laughs> with, to me, <laughs> I was like, that's that relationship is like there's something going on with that to me. Cause that's how I validated like my knowledge and stuff from looking at so many palms all my life. Huh. But yeah, you wouldn't believe it. We've loved each other so hard in all our lives and we've known each other and just, you know, blah, 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 blah. So um, do you think that happens too often? I mean, do you think that's something that happens to a lot of people that they might meet someone that's just, you know, for, for me, a line across the palm? I mean, you know. Um, do, you, do I think twin flames happen often? Is that- yeah. I don't actually, and I don't really think it's something people should aspire to. And I don't think if someone has a twin flame, that means they're more spiritually awakened or better than somebody Mm -hmm. else. Like, I don't think it's like that. 
Um, it's actually extremely painful. So it's not really something someone should aspire to. Yeah. It's actually, it kind of kicks off someone on their spiritual journey, but you don't need it to have a spiritual journey. Anyone yeah. can have a spiritual journey. So it's not <laughs> like one person is somehow better than the other. So I just think people um, romanticize it as a as a topic or you know oh i want to find my twin flame but i don't think you really want to it, yeah so, sounds it, nightmarish it, it's very and it's very confusing so i think i tell people i think you want to find your soulmate um that's a relationship that can really help you learn and grow as a person it's not so painful and um you could actually have a relationship with this person <laughs> whereas <laughs> the twin flame you're highly unlikely to have a physical relationship with because it's so tumultuous and difficult oh, yeah. um that you know it, you're highly unlikely to have like a great Give relationship take. yeah <laughs> yeah unless unless <laughs> the other person decides to do a lot of spiritual work on themselves too that's really interesting have you ever met any twin flames that were together that actually worked have you heard of any or um, I have heard of people, but you know, it's, I can't really, you know, tell, are, yeah, are yeah. they really twin flame? Yeah. I don't know. They because, will tell you like, that, but right. Yeah. Like, how would I know? Um, you have to be God, I guess. Right. <laughs> Jennifer, I, I mean, are you God? <laughs> I love God. I love goddess. <laughs> and, 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 and of course, like I, you know, I'm an intuitive, I'm psychic, I can read people. Um, but I tell my clients all the time, they, they come to me and they say, I want you to tell me if so-and-so is my twin flame. Yeah. yeah. And and I said, you know, I can tell you if this person is like a highly spiritual connection for you. I can tell you if this is a soulmate for you, but I can't tell you if this person is your twin flame. And if any psychic or intuitive claims that they can, they're lying to you because only you can tell if someone is your exact same genetic vibrational so signature true. you know so i can't true. tell you that i can tell you it's very close i can tell you it's in your soul group like i can feel that but i'm not going to tell you it's the exact same soul as you how would i know that i'm not in your right. body like right. i'm not i'm not you like yeah so i'm like i'm good but i'm not that good <laughs> i don't know right. who is you know like yeah i don't know. i don't even so, know if i believe in the concept yet so i'm kind of yeah no, you know, still yeah, sure. I mean, everybody knows everyone's heard of it all their lives, only twin flame. Um, so have you ever, personal question, have you ever yeah. been in a soulmate romantic relationship? Sure. I think How many? We, I think we have <laughs> multiple soulmates. You know, I think anytime it's um, very connected and highly charged, that's a soulmate relationship. And Even then with a friend, I think it can be that way. Sure. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, I think, you know, if you've ever done like past live regression or past life readings on yourself, you know, I think those can be very informative as to soulmate connections as well. Um, I've had past lives with my daughter and oh. like, we've had the relationship flip where she was there <laughs> and I was the child, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, I think I've had multiple soulmates, you know, because these people taught me lessons and lessons that I really, really needed in my own spiritual development, right? And people, I've had, you know, really bad relationships with men, but they've taught me very important lessons about love and relationships, which I now share 
with my clients. So I feel like I was meant to go through that because yes, yes. look at where I am. Right. You this is what I do. That. Yeah, I, yeah, I get it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I don't think the pain was for nothing. Yeah. Hey, yeah. There, the, anyone no, thinks the pain is for nothing, find a reason for it. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and love. I, I mean, that, that, that's the best one. Misty, do you have questions? I'm sure you've got tons of questions for Jennifer. Well, I've been running um, my mouth. She said we would, she wanted to talk and I took her literally. <laughs> no, no, I've, I've jumped into, but you know, one thing I was thinking too, um, that you were just saying about, you know, going through different relationships. Um, it's always easier, I think, in life if you had to break up with somebody in life and then somebody's bro- broken up with you in life, you know, and I that, that's one thing I've told yeah. my girls when they were teenagers because it's good to feel both aspects of a relationship like that to get to where you want to be in the future. And so I totally get that. And I totally believe that too. You know, you have to go through certain things to get where you are or even know what you want. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I tell my clients a lot um, and especially, you know, younger women or people, I mean, I always have to say 80% of my clients are women, but um, it's really hard for the universe to bring you what you want when you don't know what you want. Yes. So when you're just saying, you know, I want a boyfriend, I want someone in my life, I want a lover, um, that's what you're going to get. You're just going to get someone, you know? Right. And (laughs) do you want, yeah, do you want a liar? Do you want a married man to come into your life? Right. Do you want someone who, you know, isn't going to treat you very great? Do you want someone who is broke, (laughs) you know, like, let's be more specific about what we're asking the universe for. (laughs) Um, And you don't have to be like crazy about it. You know, we're not going to all date billionaires who (laughs) fly private jets and stuff, you know, but like, we need to ask for things like honesty and kindness and, you know, um, whatever is super important to you. But like, those are pretty important things, I would say to most people. They're the big ones. Um, Yeah. Some, I I mean, to me, I I have to say sex is pretty important to me. So like (laughs) I need someone who's really passionate and I need someone who's really accepting of my job. It's kind of weird. I for know a lot of people. I so, know. Um, <laughs> I, you know, and, and it's pretty, it's kind of funny. Um, my boyfriend now, um, he's an accountant. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so yeah, wow. but he's very accepting of what I do and he's very open to learning about it. So um, yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, all woo woo people are together but that's nice too. But um, yeah, just someone who's very accepting of, you know, what I do is super important to me because yeah, um, that's a big deal. You know, it's kind of out there for a lot of people to be an angel intuitive. Um, (laughs) I I talk to people's guardian angels for a living. So, you know, you got to be down with that if you're going to be with me. (laughs) How did he react when you told him about that for the first time? What did he say? Um, He was like, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. Oh, what is that? <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, that's really cool. attract, right? <laughs> I think we're very much a case of opposites attract. <laughs> very much. Very that much. sounds lovely. I like the sound of that. 
Um, yeah. So can you give, you've given so much great advice to the listeners, to me and Misty doesn't need any advice. She's married. <laughs> yes, daughters. Uh, we, daughters. We need some information on Lisa today. You know, no, no, she, no. We're done um, with Lisa. It, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, the advice can be for me too. Advice to listeners about how to love themselves enough to where they feel like they can offer somebody something, maybe. And yeah, anything else you want to advise anyone looking for love or in a situation they're not happy, you know, stuff like that. What is what can love offer them? Yeah, um, I think the most important thing you can do is to feel all of your emotions. Um, I spend a lot of time with my clients. Um, I also teach uh, movement classes for women. And we spend a lot of time um, learning to love our bodies, which women, most women hate their body, which is so sad to me personally. Um, I've been on a big journey myself personally. Um, I lost 130 pounds. I was severely overweight. Wow. Um, When I got divorced, um, I was 230 pounds. And... um, So I went on a very big journey of learning to love my body before I learned to love myself. So I kind of thought that loving the outer package would help me love the inside, but it just, just being attractive on the outside wasn't all of it. Right. Um, So that was a whole lesson in itself was that, Oh, I'm, I'm pretty now. Uh, why don't I love myself? That was a big lesson for me. But so I spend a lot of time with women helping them be in their body, which is interesting. It's not just about um, loving loving the skin you're in. It's also being present in your body. So what I mean by that is listening to your body, you know, there's so many times that we um, ignore our body's cues, like um, I'm thirsty right now and I just ignore it, right? Um, I have to go to the bathroom, but I'm gonna hold it because I'm busy doing something else. Um, I'm hungry or I'm not hungry and I'm gonna eat anyway because I feel emotional right now, so I'm just gonna eat, right? So we just ignore our bodies and we're so used to ignoring our bodies that we treat our bodies really badly. So I spend a lot of time with people just getting them to listen to their body again, (laughs) because Mm -hmm, we really ignore our body's cues a lot. And so part of loving yourself is loving your body and being present in yourself. And it's hard for people. It's not an easy thing to do. And you might think it's easy and it's not because we've actually spent a lot of time shutting down because of trauma because of just our day-to-day lives very very busy yes there's a lot of stimulation now Mm -hmm. everywhere Mm -hmm. yeah um for me personally it's really hard to let go of my phone (laughs) i'm very addicted to my phone yeah (laughs) um and it's embarrassing really (laughs) but um i'm trying really hard to like 
just put it down for periods of time, but I actually get anxious when I don't have it yeah. or like it's not close by, which is my own personal hangout. But yeah, anyway, it could um, be worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a it lot could of, be cocaine or right, right. There's know, a lot of other bad addictions. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, so I would think, yeah, the best advice I can give people is to um, try to be in your body, try to be present, you know, meditation helps too. And then try to feel your emotions, which people like to turn off in myriad ways, you know, drinking That's, too much. I think I turn much. my emotions off. Like um, I don't know how to feel the ball yet. <laughs> yeah. Trauma from when I was yes, younger. Absolutely. Young. I wasn't allowed to feel emotions as a child. It, you know, anger, not allowed to be angry, um, sad, stop crying. Why are you crying about? Um, you know, um, even being too happy, like that just wasn't okay, you know, That's as cool. a child. They're like, calm down. Why are you so, you know? Oh, <laughs> mine so, wasn't that little, but yeah. yeah, that would be really hard to, to yeah. be pained like that as a child because that'd be, you'd have to shut them down. Otherwise you're reacting right. all the time. Well, yeah. and then I think being intuitive too, as a child, um, uh, yeah. it's, it's, you shut down because some experiences are scary and then other experiences, your parents are telling you, what are you doing? That's strange right? Yeah. So um, yeah, I think that's a lot of the shutdown came from that too. Um, so yeah, I think it, I had a whole relearning of how to feel my own emotions at the age of 40. Yeah. So <laughs> that was interesting too. So yeah. now, now I can feel the whole range of all my emotions and name them, which is um, amazing. That is uh, cool. Yeah. But um, that is part, I think, of the process of love as well. And then, you know, for women, it's finding a partner who is able to hold space for all of the emotions that you have. <laughs> and, um, and that's a process to, to be able to find someone who can um, be able to hold space for emotion, because yeah. a lot of a lot of people are uncomfortable with emotion. And um, it can be difficult. So that makes yeah. a lot of sense. When yeah. You had first does. started with that, and I was like, "Ooh, that's where my bullet is." You know, like letting my feeling them all, and, and I'm letting myself because I so yeah. I had a lot of mental issues, mental illness issues when I was younger. So a mm -hmm. lot of that all I thought, yeah. my thinking yeah. was distorted. So and and women are sometimes yeah. not allowed to be angry, right? Yeah, you're you're labeled as difficult. You're labeled as a bitchy. Um, bitchy. Yeah. yeah. You're, you know, you're, you're a Karen. You're, you know. Yeah. So, you know, there's, but there's acceptable ways to, you know, vent anger, right? You could punch a pillow. You can, um, you know, go for a run. You can do physical activity. You know, there's physical ways activity to. Physical activity helps a lot of things. Anxiety. It does. It does help. Stretching me your calves yeah. and just be mm -hmm. like, oh. yeah. 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 So, you know, there's gr not great ways of expressing anger, right? Like screaming at your kids. That's a no-no. Yeah. <laughs> like, healthy ways of expressing emotions, you know? And if you if you need healthy ways of expressing emotions, you always like Google healthy ways of venting, <laughs> right? Like yeah. figure out healthy ways of expressing all these emotions that you find difficult because, you know, we don't all know everything. We don't have to know everything about everything either. 
That's why yeah. we have a podcast about finding out about everything. Sure. Especially yeah. love. Thank you so Especially. much. This, you really taught me a lot of re-educating too, because I had forgotten a lot about what it's all about, what it's for, and like how to work it. You've helped me out in that way. So um, thank you very much. And uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app where you can get your advice from psychics and empaths. You can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. And Jennifer, would you like to tell the listeners anywhere they can find you? Absolutely. My uh, website is jenniferlove.me. And then on Instagram, it's also jenniferlove.me. Um, and I'm totally there all the time. Mm-hmm. Are you? On the phone. <laughs> and she's yeah, on Everclear, awesome. too. You're on Everclear, aren't you? I am on Everclear, yes. too. I'm Jennifer L. All right. There you go. And I think I still have your information from the last podcast and I'll put it in the description. You guys go hey. find her. She, she's she got some great content too. And I've, I've yes. loved stuff on Instagram. Um, and listeners, thank you as always for listening and have a wonderful night. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. 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 <laughs>